Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today we're going to be talking about how to stop stressing about surprise tests. Sometimes young people will be set surprise tests, only being given 24 or 48 hours notice that they're going to happen. For the most conscientious students, this can be a really stressful experience and that stress will often be transferred onto their parents. In this podcast, I'm going to help you to feel less stressed about surprise tests by giving you some context around why tests are sprung on your child in this way, what your child can do to be ready for their surprise tests, even though they don't get much warning, and how your teachers will be looking at the results and how you should look at them too. But before we go into the detail of today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that this week on Thursday the 25th of February 2021, we are holding a live How to Revise A-Level Biology Masterclass. Artie Lodia, one of the um, academic coaches on my team, but also an expert biology tutor is teaching this masterclass. And she has helped over 500 students to get an A or an A star in their biology A-level. And the things that she is going to cover are how to effectively revise the content of biology A-level before you start answering exam questions, how to organise your A-level biology revision so that you don't get overwhelmed and you cover everything that you need to, how to answer A-level biology exam questions, how to structure longer A-level biology exam questions and what language to use, how to tackle data analysis questions and how to avoid common mistakes that A-level biology students make and probably a great deal more and she'll also be able to answer your questions on the live call. So if you'd like to sign up for this masterclass, please visit theextraordinariesclub.com forward slash how dash to dash revise dash a dash level dash biology. So it's theextraordinariesclub.com forward slash how dash to dash revise dash a dash level dash biology. So it's basically how to revise a level biology with a dash between every word after the extraordinaries club okay let's get on with today's show how to stop stressing about surprise tests one of our very conscientious academic coaching clients was getting very stressed about surprise tests Their coach, Helen Chaplin, helped them with a strategy for how to deal with these tests and that's what I'm going to outline for you here today. So firstly, what's the context of surprise tests? I can remember when I was at school being set tests and even coursework with very short notice. As I really wanted to do well at school, it was really disconcerting to feel that I was being assessed on things without due time to prepare. Having been a teacher and hearing what goes on in schools from other teachers, I now know that surprise tests are often set as surprises for a reason. So what's going on when a test is sprung on you? 
This real life anecdote from the last few weeks is helpful in explaining what's going on with a surprise test. I've anonymised it to protect people. So, a student comes home stressed out because their school has set a test for the next day. They've got other pieces of homework or even coursework to do and they don't see how they can prepare properly for the test without staying up all night. Meanwhile, their teacher is stressed because their head of department has suddenly demanded an assessment on the latest unit of work they've been doing. They don't want to pass the stress on to their students and make them put undue work into the test, so they give only give them a day's notice. Why has the head of department suddenly demanded this assessment? Probably the senior leadership team of the school is asking for up-to-date assessments. And at the time of recording this, during the third coronavirus lockdown, all layers of school management are still in the dark about how GCSE and A-level grades will be assessed and awarded, and they're trying to play it safe in having enough points of evidence to put forward to justify every child's grade, just in case that's the way grades are awarded. So, the stress starts at the top of the school and trickles all the way down to the students and their parents who don't fully understand the context of this surprise test. The other thing to remember is that frequent recall practice over longer periods of time is the best preparation for exams. Therefore, if students often have mini tests or quizzes, their brains will be better at retrieving and using everything that they're learning in preparation for exams. Basically, the more often you use a piece of information that is stored in your brain, the better that kind of neural pathway becomes in your brain. It's a bit like if you think of, you know, frequently used pieces of information as cities across the country. And if you, because you frequently want to go there, the um, pathways to get there are a bit like motorways, whereas the bits of information that you don't use very often are like, a bit like country roads. And if you never use them, they eventually become overgrown and you can't get to that piece of information. It's forgotten, basically. So the more often you use a piece of information, you recall a piece of information, the better your brain is at recalling it. It's all about practice. And this sets you up really well for actual exams because there's less of that heavy lifting in terms of recall practice to do in the immediate time before the actual exams. Okay, so that's what's going on behind the scenes. That's the context of what's going on with surprise tests. Basically, everybody's a bit stressed out, right down the chain of command in a school and it gets down to the children and um, the test is given very short notice because they don't want the children like overly stressed and working too hard on their test. They want to kind of pace them and not, not have them working too hard for each individual one of these mini tests or assessments. But if you have a very conscientious child, they will want to do their best in every test that was set. And I would have been exactly like that when I was at school as well. So let's talk about how to do your best in surprise tests. If your child wants to do their best in surprise tests, 
there are several long-term strategies that will set them up for short-term success in surprise tests. Firstly, focus in lessons so your child has a complete set of notes and a full understanding. So if your child is giving their best attention in every lesson that they go to, then they're going to have good notes and they're going to have a good understanding from what the teacher is putting in front of them. And I know at the time of recording and publishing this podcast, a lot of students are learning at home and um, some students won't even be having online lessons. But, um, you know, if they're having work set for them, how are they bringing their best to that particular piece of work? The second thing they can do is to do their best with their homework. So again, there are no gaps in their notes. So this means that they're not rushing their homework, they're giving it their full attention. They're not, you know, treating it like a piece of coursework because that's overkill on homework. But they are giving it their reasonable best for the type of work that it is. And then thirdly, to revise as they're going along. And some great tips for this are reading through class notes at the end of every school day. And this means that it's kind of your first point of revision. It's your first point of recall. So you've done the thing in the lesson. You come home and you read through what you did in that lesson. One of my friends at university did this after every lecture. And I so wish that I had done it. She used to go through her lecture notes and correct them or make them neater and all this kind of thing. And I really, really wish I'd done that. I think it would have really helped me in my university studies. And all the students who I suggest this to and they take it up are really pleased that they've done it because it really helps to consolidate their understanding at the time and sets them up well for further recall of what they've learned in the future. Okay, the next tip that um, students can do to revise as they're going along is the five minute revision challenge. This is what it sounds like. You literally spend five minutes every day revising some of the key equations, um, terminology, vocabulary, quotes, that kind of thing that you're learning every single day. And that means that those things that you just have to memorise um, get stuck in your head through kind of frequent practice. And then finally, making your revision materials, such as revision notes, mind maps or flashcards as your child goes along so not waiting until like they've finished the course until they start their revision activity actually starting their revision from day one of the course and actually these three things reading through class notes at the end of every day the five minute revision challenge and um making their revision materials as they go along really go very nicely hand in hand with each other and you know really cross over with each other so it's almost like you're not doing you're doing all three of them but it's not taking you the same amount of time because you know if you're doing the five minute revision challenge you could be making a couple of flashcards and actually looking at them during your five minutes okay and those can be based on some things that you've done in class during the day there is more detail on how to create revision habits in the Hone Your Habits module in the Extraordinaries Club and more on how to revise and how learning works 
in the optimize your revision techniques module so if you're looking for more support with that kind of thing please do check out the extraordinaries club which you can find at theextraordinariesclub.com and see if that's something that you would like to join but the important thing to remember and take from all of this about how to do your best in surprise tests is that your child should be revising as they go along not just to be ready for surprise tests but to take the pressure off when they get to revision season at the end of the school year. Okay the third thing I'd like to talk about is that the results of a surprise test reflect the circumstances of the test. So when your te child's teachers look at the results of a surprise test, they will know exactly how much notice your child had about the test and what was done in class to help them get ready. This means that they'll understand if the results aren't as brilliant as they might sometimes be when people are given a bit more notice. You and your child should recognise the circumstances surrounding the test as well and be a bit more forgiving if the marks are lower than you'd have liked because you weren't given much notice. So as I like to say to all my clients, it's a learning journey. Building up to GCSE or A-level exams, it's a journey. You can't be perfect from day one and you can't be perfect every single day of every single week of the course. If you see surprise tests as part of that journey and think about what you can learn from the experience of each one as you go along, your child will have a much healthier relationship with their studies. So after each test, reflect on what your child did to prepare, e.g. how they revised and over how long a period of time, and how those things can be improved for the next time. If students make small but steady improvements to the way they're studying each week through the academic year, they'll have moved a long way in their capabilities in a relatively short space of time and grown as people simultaneously. I'm all about study skills, helping people, you know, the, the process of acquiring study skills, helping young people basically get to know themselves better and learn how to live their lives in a more thoughtful and sustainable and interesting way. It's about getting curious about how they learn and how they work best and all that kind of thing. And those are things that aren't just useful for GCSE and A-level exams, they're useful for life and employment and whatever comes after school. They're even useful, you know, if you become a stay-at-home parent. <laughs> you know, I was a stay-at-home parent for quite a long time and some of the things that I teach to students helped me as a stay-at-home mum. So, as a summary, what do you need to remember about surprise tests other than the things that you need to know <laughs> to do well in the surprise tests. So firstly, remember that there's probably more than meets the eye to the reason behind this surprise test. 
and you'll probably never be told what's going on behind the scenes in order to protect you in inverted commas and you know it's it's another debate whether you're really protected by the ignorant by ignorance of what's actually going on behind the scenes in a school um but you know that's another conversation secondly your child should be aiming to do their best with the time they have available. So this is about being reasonable and realistic if a test has been set with just 24 hours notice. So if your child has only got 20 minutes to prepare for this test, don't stress. That's what they've got and their teachers will know that they didn't have much time to prepare. But you know, if they have just got 20 minutes, make the most of those 20 minutes. And thirdly, your teen's teachers will look at their results in context, i.e. that there wasn't much time to prepare. That's how you and your child should look at the results too. So over to you. I hope this article has helped you to support your child with a healthy mindset towards surprise tests and some study strategies that mean that surprise tests aren't as stressful when they are suddenly announced. If you're looking for more help with study skills and how to cultivate good study habits, do check out the Extraordinaries Club, my online hub for families in the exam years, where I teach the study skills, mindset and habits to help GCSE and A-level students to reach their full academic potential. And in the club, you can work through the modules, which I mentioned a couple of them earlier, which give structured support to students about how to acquire these study skills and get organised um, so that they can do their best no matter what's going on at school. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.